You know, I was just sitting here thinking to myself, analyst, schmanalyst. I want people on the ground. I want people to know what's going on. And I'm talking about the gold and silver market because I think an awful lot of people have been surprised that given the amount of money that's being flushed into the system, I mean, you know, Canada's money supply up 27% in two years, the U.S. at 40%. You know, I know we've been talking a lot about Great Britain. I'll talk more about it with uh, Victor coming up about the amount of money they're flushing into the system. So people thought, hey, presto, gold and silver must be higher especially silver, because it's got also, you know, the industrial metals use, especially when you start talking about solar panels. So the list is a long one, but it hasn't performed. So I thought, I want to go right to the source on this. And I've got Jason Weber with me. He's the president and CEO of Allianza Minerals. Jason, first of all, appreciate you taking time. Oh, thanks very much, Michael. My pleasure. Have you been surprised by sort of the lackluster performance of gold and silver, the negative, even the negative, I'm not talking off the highs, but, you know, sort of their solid trading range. But of course, everything's gone down. I mean, you know, stocks have gone down, bonds, their worst, you know, uh, on history, their worst uh, sort of record on history to look at the 10-year bond. So it's not an isolation, but is that the context? It's, it's just pretty much, it's liquidation, everything's going down. Yeah, I, I think that does help, Mike, that, you know, we look at it as there. this is a cross- uh, many financial instruments. It's not just gold. It's not just silver. Um, makes it potentially a little easier to uh, to swallow as a as a company CEO trying to to operate in this environment. But it also, um, I think, it probably gives us a little bit uh, of a better outlook long term because we feel that just fundamentally that this is going to improve. Maybe a little little bit of pain here for the next few months, but. I think, you know, if you look long term, I think we feel pretty, pretty strongly that the precious metals are going to perform much better than they have. I mean, you're, you're right. It's been it's been the sentiment in our in our market has been, you know, it's been terrible for the last 18 months. So which creates opportunity, really. Well, what about uh, just sorry, I know I'm asking you to give some anecdotal evidence, but you talk to a lot of people in the general business, you know, the mining side of things in, in the precious metals. What's their feeling like, uh, you know, going forward? Are they optimistic or they've been beaten up by what's been going on? But, you know, I mean, as I say, every other sector seems to be taking a hit. So, I think certainly as we've come out of the summer, the optimism is a little stronger. Uh, I, w- I was at a silver conference in Spokane uh, at the end of August that, uh, you know, there was a lot of people there that were pretty... Uh, pretty down on how the markets were through the through the summer and and just expected that with everything that was going on in the world you know economically and uh with ukraine and russia that we would have seen higher precious metals prices that would um maybe have avoid sentiment a little bit more i i think as we came out of that though um and people looked ahead they i think there's a a sense of optimism that we're probably at or near the bottom and that as we move forward, um, there would be a stronger market for for us to operate in. I think, you know, we saw some indications. There's been a little bit of M and A. Uh, I think that was a, a a bit of a positive indicator. So, I think there's a few clues there that would uh, push us to a more optimistic stance. But then you also have to weigh that against the fact is. Uh, mineral explorationists, we see the positive light more often than not. So we're, uh, we're, we're positive by nature. So I, I think we're always looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. 
Uh, well, one of the things I'll just say, you know, for people is that we're going to get a tax loss selling season that's going to impact an awful lot of stocks. And uh, I would say, uh, you know, for people, make your list of uh, gold miners because I, I like what I'm seeing in the gold mining side. I like the cash flow of some of the bigger producers. I think the uh, juniors uh, who've got discoveries, you know, who are, you know, moving on are just incredibly cheap. You know, and, and probably that last kick at the can short term would be as we come into November, December and people are looking, you know, it's typical every industry, stock industry, uh, you know, go through sort of that tax loss selling. I think that might provide an opportunity. You know, I, I'm old fashioned. I like to buy stuff when they're cheap, not when they're overpriced. <laughs> Well, and and it's interesting at that same silver conference, I, I was talking to some people that were fairly new to the the silver and and precious metals space, silver in particular, because that's the conference we were at, and they were they were asking, you know, questions along that line of, well, you know, out of the twenty companies that are here, who would you buy? And I'd say I'd buy them all if I could, because these are the probably the uh, of the silver companies that are out there with with discoveries, they're probably the ones that are going to move first and the furthest. So, um, you know, I, I think that having that discovery, having something to base your 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 go forward positive attitude on is is really important. And I and I think that as we get into tax loss selling, that can be scary for some some investors because you can see some of these stocks lose percentages a day just on tax loss selling. But it really what it is is an opportunity for somebody who's likes a stock, been watching it, that can be their entry point. Well, the other thing is that, um, you know, when I look at, at both gold and silver, but I, again, I like the silver's prospects a little bit more uh, I think both we're going to react to when the peak of the U.S. dollar comes. That, that'll be at the takeoff point. But that merger and acquisition side of it that you mentioned, I mean, you guys, for example, had a big discovery up in the Yukon. You know, Alianza got a, you know, I know you have other properties, but you have a big discovery up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we had a nice high-grade silver uh, discovery uh, on a property we call Haldane, which is in historic Keno Hill District. And, you know, there's been silver mining in Keno for over a hundred years now. Initial discoveries and, and production started in, in the uh, 1800s. So you're looking at a district that's had a tremendous amount of mining history uh, with great expir exploration potential still. And the U.S.'s largest silver producer, producer Hecla Mining, just took over the only primary silver operator in the district district, Alexco Resources. And that for me is a very, very positive sign. It, I mean, it's it's great for us as we're their neighbors. We've got our project adjacent to uh, that Keno Hill mine property. We've got the same style of mineralization. We're, we're targeting the same style of veins. But in the past, investors could look at that area and say, well, these guys aren't doing very well on their own operation. How are you guys going to make a go of it? And now we can look to to Hecla, who's going to put a cash infusion, which is going to allow this mine to operate at, at full capacity. Uh, and that's just going to be a game changer for the district. And of course, uh, we benefit from that. But it's the whole scenario of this market conditions that allowed that transaction to take place and, and, and maybe unlock some value in the Keno district. So as uh, someone with a new discovery up there. In fact, our discovery was announced post 
the peak silver price of just under $30, $30 in early 2021, we've really been putting out our results in a very negative um, market. So I, again, a great opportunity for, for any of our investors uh, looking to add to their portfolio. You know, I'm thinking back and I have to give my tip of the hat to Greg Weldon, who talked to me about this a few years ago. And he says, you know, if you're keen on something like silver, keen on something like gold, he says, it's better to buy a junior than get an option because the option expires. And he says, and the junior, you know, when they have, the, you know, the reserves, they've got the, the discovery, et cetera. He says, that's just like sort of a really long-term forever option then on a price move. And I love that. I mean, I had not thought of that myself. And I thought that makes a heck of a lot of sense. And so I'm sort of, a, you know, and you alluded to that earlier. I, I look for, as we go forward in the next couple of years, I think you're going to see more mergers and acquisitions, you know, uh, especially with the low stock price, bigger companies, as you just mentioned, Hecla can come along and say, hey, it's way cheaper to do. These guys have done all the work. <laughs> you know, so it's to our advantage. And a lot of takeovers take you know, in every industry it happens that way. But I see that as another sort of uh, upward push in the industry after the short term sort of weakness because of tax loss selling. Well, and certainly, you know, you get a set of conditions that create a scenario where you have an operating uh, silver producer in, in the case of Kino, where they're uh, Hecla was able to come in and buy it for less than it would have cost them to buy some other junior companies without the infrastructure in place. Uh, they don't have the mind built, anything like that. Um, this is the this is what happens at, at market bottoms and, and where a tremendous amount of value can be created. And, you know, for us at the other end of the spectrum, the early stages of a discovery, it sure makes a big difference for us. Um, when we can pick up that uptick from the bottom like we are now and produce results into an upticking silver market, you just you get so much more torque uh, on the share price when you're in an environment like that. Uh, let me just ask one more thing here, and that is, it's the same thing that you have to go through and, and anybody bigger that's going through is going to develop, but I'm always trying to encourage people to have a proper realistic time frame you know, for their investments. So if somebody was going to be in more of the junior mining space, uh, it's certainly applicable also to senior, but junior mining space, how long would you say you should expect to hold something? Oh, you you have to be able to hold it for years. I, I think you have to be looking at at least a two-year time horizon. It's uh, It was interesting. I read an article by Rick Rule, um, oh, probably two weeks ago, and he said, uh, and, and Rick's famous for investing in in the junior space. And he said that of uh, the investments he's made that were 10 baggers or better, he held them, I think the number was for five years at least. And every single one of them decreased in value by at least 50% during the time he held them. And so yep. that's, the, that's, that's one of the keys to, to investing in the junior space is you have to know and understand what the company's trying to accomplish. And you have to give the company your investment time to realize that accomplishment. It, we don't, we can't do anything in quarters. Uh, we do it in years and, and it's everything from market cycles to permitting to, you know, seasonality of being able to get on the ground and do expiration. So, you know, if, if you're looking at junior company investments, it, it you have to be looking in, in excess of a couple of years. Absolutely. 
And that's the kind of conversation you need to have with your financial advisor. I mean, I don't know what's appropriate for everybody, but I do know the kind of questions you should be asking and discussing. Jason, I, I really appreciate you finding time for us. I always love to hear what's going on in the ground, and we'll do it again in the near future, I hope. Jason Weber is President, CEO, Alianza Minerals. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Michael. It's my pleasure.